0: Hello there and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian and you're listening to episode 284 of Sustainable Minimalists, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. On today's show, we are discussing tangible ways in which we can make the most out of game night. Games are great, right? But they're expensive. They have a lot of pieces that often go missing. And in the moment, Playing Candyland for the 1,000th time may not seem all that glamorous. And Family Movie Night, that's also great. But Movie Night doesn't typically provide for the interaction, the teamwork, or the bonding you get often from games. Research has found countless benefits to Game Night, and we're going to get into all of them in a minute. But my goal for this episode is for you to get excited about making game night a regular activity in your home. And if you're single or if you don't have children, you are not off the hook, my friends. My goal for you is to host a game night with your favorite people. And that's because something special happens when we put our phones away and when we look people in the eyes and when we interact on a fundamental and personal level with others that special time, that uniqueness, I do believe it's becoming less and less prevalent in today's always-on-the-technology way of life. So I have a two-part show for you today. In part one, I'm offering up my personal six best tips for hosting a successful family game night. I have hosted an awful lot of tragic game nights. And so I do believe that my six tips are hard-earned from being in the trenches as a mom. That's part one. Part two is my conversation with Ali Idar. Ali is the CEO of Sporkle.com. That is S-P-O-R-C-L-E.com. And if you don't know what Sporkle is, Are you living under a rock? Just kidding. Sporkle is an amazing trivia website. I love Sporkle. I play Sporkle all the time, and so I'm really geeking out at the chance to speak with Ollie. Ollie's on the show to basically, and I don't want to overstate it, but Ollie is on the show to transform your next family game night from ho-hum, tantrum-filled stress night into easy-breezy, inexpensive- minimalist, fun night. So just get ready for that in part two. So we're gonna move right into part one today. We're gonna waste no time and we're gonna start part one with getting into the why. Why even attempt game night? Why not sit on the couch and watch a movie? Movies are great. Well, research finds that there are countless benefits to having a family game night at least once in a while. And those benefits include Better problem-solving skills, larger vocabularies for children starting at age two, higher reading scores in elementary school all the way through high school. So if you have teenagers, don't stop game night. Keep them going. More motivation in school, better relationships with peers, more positive perceptions of the parent-child relationship, better emotional well-being, better Life satisfaction. And finally, of course, the opportunity for family bonding without the need for screens. So, even if playing another round of Candyland in which time is moving at that snail's pace and you're about to win, but then at the last minute you're sent back to Gumdrop Mountain and the game essentially starts all over, it is important to remember that when you're playing a game with your family, you are planting seeds, and those seeds are bonding and fostering of social skills, and making space for essential conversation. Now, I did allude to this earlier, but I will say it again. Game night does not often go smoothly in my home. There have been tantrums. There have been board flippings. There have been awful lot of tears. And so I don't want that for you. I want game night to go easy breezy, amazing. And so here are my six tips for you as you perhaps seek to host a game night. Tip number one, of course, is to put it on the calendar. This show is about intentionality in all facets, and I'm preaching to the choir when I say that if we don't put something on the calendar, it may likely not get done. So you have to be intentional about setting aside the time for game night. Because if you don't, I know from experience that life can and will get in the way. Perhaps there's a sleepover that pops up. Perhaps there's a sports game or a sports practice. Perhaps you are simply just too exhausted to put in the effort to create game night so you resort to perhaps movie night. So tip number one is to put it on the calendar. Schedule it out. When it's on the calendar, you're less likely to blow it off. That's tip one. Tip two is to make it a really big deal. How do you do this? Well, maybe the kids get to stay up 30 minutes later. Talk that up. Talk it up. Make them excited about being able to stay up. And if your kids are really little, by the way, no shame in putting them to bed a little bit early the night before. Make it a big deal by serving fun snacks and fun drinks. Even better, maybe everyone participating gets to pick a fun snack that everybody gets to share. Maybe the fun drink is hot cocoa or cider or Shirley Temples or gosh, even soda if your kids don't usually have soda. Feed everyone dinner first, of course. But the snacks mean that if there are tears down the line, the snack will help everyone and particularly the young kids playing, it will help them pivot. Maybe you serve those snacks on your fancy china that you registered for at your wedding and use once a year, if you even use it once a year. That would be making game night a really big deal. Maybe there's a theme. Maybe it's a pajama party game night. Or maybe you do the opposite. Maybe you all get really dressed up. Maybe you play by candlelight and pretend that the power went out. My point here is know your family, and then make game night a really big deal as to what they like. Tip number three, of course, it goes without saying, put the phones away. Like put them in the other room. Put them away. Don't look at them. Don't check them. Don't just do this one little thing on the phone. Nope, they're gone. They're gone for the duration of game night. In my humble opinion, game night should be technology free. Unless, of course, you're playing a game that requires technology, in which case you still need to be intentional about the usage of technology. And Ali and I, in our conversation in part two, we do touch on this. So stay tuned for that. Tip number four is do not expect perfection. I've talked recently on the show about how expectations are the sucker of joy. So don't expect perfection because expecting Perfection is an oversized expectation, and when you have high expectations, you are almost always likely to leave disappointed. So keep your expectations really low. If your expectations are low, the probability is high that game night will go better than your expectations, and you will leave feeling accomplished and happy and bonded with your family. Related to this is to try your best to be patient. Do your best to model appropriate sportsmanship, especially with kids. I am a sore loser by nature. I do not like to lose. (laughs) But I remember that losing old maid with my kids is not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of life. And so I'm trying my darndest at each and every game night to lose with grace. Because in a lot of ways, playing a game is a metaphor for living a life. Playing games can get ugly, and living life can get ugly, but as parents, we can use these moments as opportunities to practice, and if we have kids, to teach our kids about cooperation and resolving conflicts and gracefully winning and gracefully losing, and essentially how to pivot when life doesn't go our way. Because let's be honest, life very rarely goes the exact way we planned it. Moving on to tip five for you. Tip five is to make sure the games are age appropriate. Again, I've learned this the hard way. Similarly, have the right mix of educational games and purely fun games. Don't go out though to the store and buy all the games. No, no, no. Borrow games from friends. If you are so fortunate to have a toy library in your community, borrow a game from the toy library. Do not buy a new game Unless your family has tried the game and absolutely loves the game. This is a minimalist show. We're not just willy nilly buying new games, which are essentially toys, unless we're sure we're going to play them and unless we're sure we're going to get enjoyment out of them, unless we're sure we need them. If you are buying new games because you've tried them and because you love them, remember the concept of longevity. Games are not cheap. So if you're making an investment in a game, try to find games that will continue to grow with your family. Children, if a child is five, a five-year-old game is much different than a 10-year-old game. So remember longevity. Remember to invest in games that can grow with your children. And finally, tip six for you when we're talking about creating a successful game night is to consider playing cooperative games. What do I mean by this? Well, kids don't like to lose. Plenty of adults like myself, we don't like to lose either. So instead of choosing games in which there are winners, usually one winner and there's many losers, instead, choose games in which the whole family is on the same team. So everybody works together. The bonding is hot and heavy. We win together or we lose together. Now, this is a perfect segue into my chat with Ali Idar. He is the CEO of Sporkle.com. Ali, I am so thrilled to talk to you today as a lifelong Sporkle lover. This is just a top five podcasting moment for me. Tell us, for anybody who has no idea what Sporkle is, and by the way, listeners, if you're listening right now and you've never heard of Sporkle, as we're talking, please go to Sporkle.com, S-P-O-R-C-L-E.com and click around. Your life is about to change. Ollie, for anybody who doesn't know what Sporkle is, what on earth is Sporkle?
1: Sporkle is a user-generated quiz platform that allows people To create quizzes and allows others to consume those quizzes. And we have now over a million quizzes that have been played over four and a half billion times.
0: So just to clarify for listeners, you've never heard of Sporkle, quizzes are for all ages, all topics. Do you, Ali, have a favorite Sparkle
1: quiz? I have a both favorite topic and favorite quiz. My favorite category is geography and my favorite quiz is countries of Africa. And the reason why countries of Africa is my favorite is because the Sparkle quiz actually helped me learn the now 54 countries of Africa. Growing up in the Midwest, it's just not something that was taught in our public education system. I couldn't name maybe more before I started taking the quiz. I couldn't name maybe more than 12 to 15 of the countries in Africa. The quiz really helped me learn it and not only learn it, but then also retain The names of the countries.
0: I would love to just share my own Sporkle story too, because it's quite similar to yours. I found Sporkle back before this podcast when I was a teacher, I taught English literature. And so I found Sparkle to be an amazing learning tool for me. It's fun, for sure, but it's also a learning tool. You have countless quizzes on the topics of match the classic text with the author. For me, as a English literature teacher who wanted to expand my knowledge as the vessel for my students, I just gravitated to Sporkle for that content. And so today we're not talking about perhaps maybe countries of Africa or perhaps (laughs) classic literature, but we are talking about game night. And I'm so thrilled to talk to you because as a self-proclaimed minimalist, I am sick of buying Games for my children. There's a lot of pieces. My kids are five and eight. There's a big difference intellectually between a five year old and an eight year old. So we buy a game or we borrow a game, and then we get it home, and one kid is always crying. So how do you think Sporkle fits in to family game night?
1: I think Sporkle fits in hand and glove in in game night. A Sporkle game night in the in our household will look this. The kids will jump on the couch. Will project Sporkle onto the TV screen and we'll start playing some quizzes, and the kids will start jumping up and down on the couch, naming answers and talking about it amongst themselves and seeing how they're doing in real time. We first started doing this several years ago when my kids were a lot smaller. My oldest had just gotten the conception of what a state was. And they started learning all the names of the states through song at school. So she could name all the states, but she had no idea exactly where they were. So using that sporkle quiz in a game night, we're sitting there trying to identify the location of the states was a lot of fun.
0: I love your tip there of putting the computer screen on the television. I have to try that. But I I do want to say that I did play Sporkle Game Night with my children last Friday. Friday night is game night in our house. And what I love about the site is that the content, the game we play is customizable. So for my five-year-old, she's all about Disney princesses and Name the crayon color. I think that was the name of the quiz that she really loved. But for my eight-year-old, she is definitely into more put the United States state in the right spot or name the United States presidents. So intraspecific. I want to pivot back, though, to the why. I think that parents with children, particularly parents with young children, a game night sounds lovely. But then putting it in practice, there's a lot of snafus, for lack of a better word. And so research does find that there are countless benefits to game night. In your capacity as a father, have you noticed any benefits to hosting a regular game night?
1: Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. We wouldn't live without it. Bonding is... Priceless and irreplaceable. And then the other thing where it's valuable for me is I know what my children's growth areas are and where they might be having challenges in school in certain subjects or with certain concepts. And I use games and game night to help them or trick them, if you will, in working on. Those growth areas. So if one of my kids is struggling in something related to math. I'll skew towards a math game or something that has some type of analytical element to it. If another is having, say, problems naming the states and with the geography and there's some kind of geography challenge at school, then we'll skew towards that. So as a father, I'm able to also leverage not only the bonding opportunity, but the opportunity to speak into their growth, if you will.
0: Yes, that makes so much sense to me. It's the summer, right? Kids are out of school. My kids are out of school. And so many parents, myself included, we want to keep the learning continuing this summer so that in the fall, the learning continues and they don't have the summer slide. As parents, we can gently lead and support our children towards the, I don't want to say weaknesses, but the things that they perhaps need more help in. But also, it can just be super fun. I'm wondering though, Sporkle is a website. You mentioned putting it on your television. There's no board game. There's no pieces to lose. There's no throwing of the board when somebody loses and gets upset. A lot of parents are trying to eliminate or reduce screen time. So what would you say to those parents?
1: We're one of those parents. We limit screen time significantly. However, there is a balance. What we're eliminating is this sort of raw, here's an iPad, go knock yourself out for three hours. Like we don't do any of that. We don't watch lots of shows or movies or things like that. We might have a movie night, Once every couple of weeks, but that's really it. The TV is off in our household. But at the same time, you have to balance that with the fact that these are children growing up in the digital age. They have access in various forms to digital products in their schools. We also want to be a participant in helping them understand what the right technologies are to use and how to use them in a healthy way. And so it's important to model that. And part of modeling that is, of course, TV off most of the time, no unrestricted digital access, etc. cetera, but also part of modeling it. Here is a good website with lots of interesting games. And what we like to say is Sporkle tricks people into learning it's a trick because it's fun you're having fun and so for the kids it's fun for parents and teachers you get the learning element and then back to what i was saying about digital products as long as it's done in a healthy way where we're all bonding on the couch we're interacting with each other it's interactive we're playing in that way That's a modeling of a healthy way of interacting with digital products. I do believe that modeling that type of behavior is critical for our children, because otherwise, if we say no to every device, as soon as they turn 18 or as soon as they leave the house, it's going to be open season on devices. And so... Better that they create a healthy relationship with devices while they're still with us and while they're very malleable.
0: That's such a good point, Ali. And think what you're saying there is there's a big difference between having a screen in front of you and mindlessly interacting with it versus using that technology as a tool. When we come back from our break, Ali, I want to talk about how exactly we can set the stage for a successful game night for reluctant parents. So that's what we're going to talk about when we get back. Buckle up after a quick word from this week's sponsor. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items, and yet somehow Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com/slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. HomeThreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. And we are back with Ali Idar. He is the CEO of Sporkle.com and Guys, if you don't know what Sparkle is, you need to go to Sporkle.com right now. Ali, we are moving into the second part of today's conversation, which is setting the stage for a game night that is successful. Going back to the benefits of game night, family bonding, increased problem-solving skills, more motivation to learn, better parent-child relationships, the benefits of game night when compared to the benefits of movie night, game night wins, hands down. And so, Ali, I want to talk to you about setting the stage for a successful game night. I have some thoughts, but I'm wondering, how in your home do you do work on the front end so that nobody's storming off, nobody's crying, and everybody leaves game night feeling happy and heard and bonded?
1: I would say that... First thing that game night is fraught with is what are we playing? And there can be lots of arguments and lots of desires. If one child wants one thing, the other child wants something else just because they want to be different than the other child. I'm sure we've all experienced this in in, in some way. And I have to say that's one of the benefits of Sporkle. If you're doing a game night, with your family, because sporkle quizzes tend to be somewhere in the neighborhood of three to five minutes each, one child wants one kind of quiz. great. They get that kind of quiz, and then on the next on the for the next quiz, then the next child gets to pick, and you can go around like that so everyone feels like. They're heard. Everyone feels like they're enjoying something. Everyone feels like they're being challenged in the ways that are unique to them. And that helps to avoid some of the natural arguments that happen on the front end of game night.
0: I also want to say, too, with regard to Sporkle, I know most games are a lot different. You're on teams and the teams are competing. But when I played Sporkle game night with my family... Our whole family was on the same team. And so there's not really like a winner or a loser because everybody's working together. There's a lot of joy and bonding to be had. And that's from personal experience, but also don't just take my word for it. The research also backs me up. Research consistently finds, and I'll link to it in the show notes if anybody's interested, but games can lead to better grades, who even knew? Academic games, sure, but even the non-academic ones. Games build specific skills that are useful in academia now and beyond. So for me personally, as somebody who was a teacher and continues to be incredibly hands-on with my daughter's learning that is number one reason to continue on, even though sometimes board games get flipped and even though it almost always ends in somebody crying and sometimes that person's me. <laughs> but I keep doing it. As a kid, my best memories of being with my father was game night. He always put the time aside to sit down, put the phone away, put the work away, and spend time with his kids over a game. I remember the games we played. I remember the quality time that we had together. My last question to guests is always, where can listeners learn more online? Spoiler alert, everybody, it's Sporkle.com. It's free. This is a no-brainer to me. Sporkle.com. It's free. You don't have to buy anything. You can try it. And if it doesn't work, you can go on with your merry life. Do you have anything else to say on that Ali?
1: So yeah, sporcle.com and I'll also just mention that you can get overwhelmed going to the website there's so many quizzes. If you're looking some, for something specific specifically for kids, if you go to sporkle.com/kids, you will be taken to a page that allows you to select The grade level that you're looking for. And then from there, you'll be taken to a page that lists quizzes that are consistent with the grade level that you selected. And they've been curated specifically for that grade level. SporkleCon is our flagship event. It's like a convention, it's a weekend filled with different games, trivia, quizzes, all kinds of different competitions, all around trivia and quizzes and knowledge. And it's just a big, fun bonding time around trivia. We're doing a promotion on SporkleCon. So 20% off for people listening, just use the discount code sustainable and can come to SporkleCon at a discount.
0: Listeners, that's a wrap. I so hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ali Idar, CEO of Sporkle. I will see you on Thursday where we are discussing something. I'm not sure what. Oh my gosh, my kids are home and I am working hard over here. So we're talking about something on Thursday. I will see you then. Reach out if you need me. Leave a review if you like me and take care.